This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Micro, the podcast for short but powerful writing. Welcome to Micro. I'm your host, Drew Hawkins. On this episode, we've got a great blend of earthy fiction and poetry. Our first piece comes to us from Nicola Humphreys, who was also kind enough to grace us with that lovely intro. She's reading her shifty story titled Minted, which was published by the Dime Show Review. Enjoy. Minted by Nicola Humphreys. We thought it was a game, a competition, training. Preparation for the future. Every week, we got a chance to disable the alarm, pick the lock, open the safe, change a tyre, strip a weapon, or do some other task we were going to need when the internet failed or the electricity got switched off. The winner got extra ice cream and didn't have to do the dishes. Well, now I work in an ice cream parlour washing up glass bowls and stainless steel milkshake cups. How's that for irony? He used to chew double bubble gum all the time to stay sharp, just in case. Always casing. He hated that I could read keys and didn't need to make a mould of them. There was nothing wrong with his work. It was sloppy, though, to leave strawberry sneezed spit at three locations. Forge. Forger. Forget? I can't. This is how I was made. It took months of practice to relax whenever I heard the sirens. They weren't coming for me. It's funny that they have to keep him in a secure room that can only be opened by pressing a button. If it all went down, he could just walk right on out of there. Puff. Gone. No one knows that I'm still playing. I'm average, boring, invisible. Miss Smith, out of sight, out of mind. A good little worker. I've swapped eight grand through the tills so far. If you've left your keys in my view, the chances are I've seen inside your house within the month. I can't resist looking you right in the eye, knowing you'll never realise what I've taken.
Nicola Humphreys writes short stories of connection, sonder, and home on her blog, and you'll be happy or terrified to know that all of her dresses have pockets. You can find her on Twitter at Nicola Witters or on her website at a aramblingcollective.wordpress.com. This next one is a corporeal poem from Abenito Mohanty. It's called Vein of the Earth, and it was published by Green Ink Poetry in July 2020. Enjoy. Vein of the Earth In the springtime, let's smell bluebells and hyacinths, or off to Japan, witness the cherry blossoms that detonates colors and scents. Or in summer, we can make squash from the hibiscus or smell raw mangoes. Later, when we need golden mines, money and minerals or cloths from the veins of the earth, we can put the trees, flowers and plants in a bell jar and cook, burn the brute, or sing with mirth at the coffers filled inside our lonely breasts One day, when we have sucked the last droplets from the veins of this planet, will not give a sigh. We fantasize that sapiens in lab coats and sturdy books, bioscopes, binoculars will take us to the moon. Or, on a lonely spot in the darkness of the vast expanse, we can give a cry of delight, cutting more veins, resuscitating our yearnings, we will again suck a little blood. In the dusty town, a dot on the veins of the land, a farmer soaks the earth with eye water, hankering for rains, to again resuscitate his orchard and his own veins. But alas, with blood clots of the earth, gathering up like eye dirt in the clouds, covering suns and lakes, the water has lost a pipeline to fecund the land. Now we are out of ventilators, and just one lung seems not enough. And as off we go into retreats, metamorphosing into spiders in the sink, or crouch under the fireplace in fear to save our veins from a disease, to dodge a pandemic. The veins of the earth are coming out from the grime underneath, in baby steps, out of a coma. As we recede like a burning wax, into our own woods of green papers and golden dust. Yes, the veins below will grow, and cutting through your veins and mine, maiming through our glass tissues, the veins underneath will rise. In the ashes of a million years, we'll all reconcile. Abenita Mohanty is a PhD student at IIT Madras, and her work has been featured in Outlook Magazine, New Asian Writing, Feminism in India, Burgundy Balloon, and elsewhere. You can follow her on Twitter at Abenita Mohanty or on her website at allthatmatters1.wordpress.com. Our final piece is a dreamy microfiction involving a primordial vision of Earth. It's called Breathe. It was written by Ulrika Hume and published by Lunate on February 20th, 2020. 
Please enjoy. Breathe. It was cold that day in the Garden of Eden. Braille of nipples, eyes that could not decipher you. You could not trust him. The apple, if it began with that, was but a distraction from your nakedness. Seed of life or device within, who cares? Even then you knew that violence was not forbidden. Or perhaps it began not with an apple, but with a broken vessel, you, something rare, a universal black hole woven with Medusa's snaky hair. You were compelled to give and give and give, your feet bound like little lotuses, bleeding, and yet you danced. The python constricts, as does the corset stiffened with sacred wishbone. Afraid, you cannot breathe, even as you fall or fly mercurial beauty. Then the music stops, and you become unloosed, rippled open, and the blood flows through you again. In silence, pain recovers you. Frida, in her body cast, shimmers like a pinned butterfly. You dream of lost species. You trade one wilderness for another, and still you grieve for a dented moon you saw once on a lake. These vulvic incarnations. This is why the Mona Lisa smiles. It is maybe safer to be a soldier somewhere else, hard to conceal joy when nuclear kindness implodes. Love your armor, truncheon, supernatural defense as you lay the table for tea, poor duchess. You are the battle now. Because of her, him, them. Because you remember sugar and spice, charmed paper dolls with tabs on their shoulders, hips. Sweet sixteen, the hand held over your mouth. Because this world is your fainting room. Eve knew things. She knew you, standing behind her. Steam rising from the jungle green. It is an ethereal substance, fortune of weather this breath between us, and yet it builds. Oh, to rise, to open like the lotus, even in a storm. All the colors pooling, the python loosening its hold, apples raining certain peace. On the train you went backwards for a time. This was forgivable, simple physics. Now let go the violent, rosy scent let go, exhale. Ulrika Hume is the author of An Uncertain Age, a spiritual mystery novel, and House of Miracles, a collection of tales about love, one of which was selected by Penn and broadcast on NPR. You can find her on Twitter at uhume or on her website at ulricahume.com. Micro is produced and hosted by me, Drew Hawkins. Original music is by Matt Ordez. You can find all of the information about this episode's writers, their featured work, and the publications where they were published in the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and check out some of our other episodes on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also always find our shows at micropodcast.org, and you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Podcast Micro. Thanks for listening. <laughs>